0: Come on, do you smell what the rock is? Man, that was still like maybe 20% of you for doing math. Do you smell what the rock is? That was better. That's what I'm talking about. Let's go to Luke, Luke chapter 6. Last week, let's see here. What did we talk about last week? Do you remember? When it's time to make a what? When it's time to make a decision or a change. We talked about that last week and, and how to approach that. Um, when it's time to to make a decision. We find here that Jesus was was man. He was man and he was God, right? So he dealt with the same anxieties, Philippians says, that we deal with. The same trouble, the same, uh, you know, the fact that you're torn between the flesh and the spirit. And when Jesus had that important decision to make of who the 12 were going to be, he prayed what? Anybody remember? He prayed all night. And that prayer revealed his decision, who the Father wanted as the twelve disciples, who, would, who he would then name apostles. Uh, so that's where we left off in the text. And um, I didn't want to just march right through, but it's going to be some really, really good content. Um, these scriptures are just so full, and I'm going to just patiently walk through Luke uh, together as we continue this series. Um, but there's just so much here for us to glean and pull from. Let's go to the Lord in prayer before we read. Hey, Camillo. Camillo. Good to see you, buddy. Father, we love you. We thank you so much for your word. We thank you for your goodness, your grace, your mercy. Father, we need those intangibles uh, with us right now, Father. Give them to us. We ask for wisdom. We ask that the Holy Spirit would just speak through. Your word would be clear. Faith would be built this morning. Father, if there be someone here that has not accepted your son as their Lord and Savior, I pray that they would be saved today. In your son's precious and holy name. Amen. Uh, So let's see here. Let's go to to verse number 12. Luke 6, verse 12. And it came to pass in those days that he went out into a mountain to pray and continued all night in prayer to God. And when it was day, he called unto him his disciples. And of them he chose, what does it say? Twelve. Whom he also named apostles. Simon, what's the next phrase? Whom he also named Peter. That's where the message is today. I couldn't make it past that. Simon, who he also named Peter. who's he? Jesus. Now, just for the sake of context, look at the next one. Simon, who he also named Peter, and Andrew, his brother. Go to John chapter one, verse 42. John chapter one, verse 42. Do you smell what the rock is cooking? Come on. John 1, verse 42. And he brought him to Jesus. wonder who that he is. And he brought him to Jesus. And when Jesus beheld him, he said, Thou art Simon, the son of Jonah. Thou shalt be called, what is it? Yeah. Cephas. Which is by interpretation a... Do you smell what the rock is cooking? T-bone steak? You're hungry. Somebody's going to to Longhorn after this. Do you smell what the rock is cooking? Look at John. So here's the context, right? When we look at the Gospels, the Bible names Peter first. But who knew about Jesus first? His brother, Andrew, or Peter? Peter? Huh? Talk to me. Andrew, if you look in Luke, the Bible says Simon, who he also named Peter, and Andrew, his brother. That's out of order, how it happened. You know what I'm saying, Gab? Because the Bible says that Andrew brought him to Jesus. His brother heard, and what we find is... In this inner circle, remember we talked about that last week, the four that were mentioned first were the inner circle, and then the next three, and then the next however many my math's off. But when he released the 12 disciples, he releases them in order of leadership, importance, not like you're more important than me, but as far as job description, if you will. And of the first three, Peter, James, and John, Peter, James, and John, Andrew was thrown in there. And that is the story of Andrew's life, and he was content with that. There are about four or five other scriptures. You don't like you don't like it, Hannah. Oh, okay. All right, y'all get where you need to be and sit down because I get distracted, squirrel. You know what I mean. Here we go. So the point—it's all good. But, I'm not mad at you, Bern. <laughs> She's like, I'm sorry. No, but so Andrew, you find that that in several instances, his role as a disciple was bringing people to Jesus. Guess who brought the little boy with the five loaves and two fish to Jesus? Andrew. Peter's brother plays this silent role, and I don't want to miss this as we're here in this next next verse, next chapter, right? We're here in this Luke chapter 6, and he's announcing his 12, and we talked about last week the complexity of the 12 that he mentioned. So I'm I'm trying to, like, dig into that and find out why those 12. What was so special about them? Well, what was special about the first one mentioned, Simon, was that Jesus named him Peter. Cephas. Cephas and Peter are the same name, right? One is the interpretation, the translation, how we understand it, which is Peter. Um, So Jesus gave him that name. How many of you knew that, that Jesus named him Peter? Some of you do, but it's not like... Super common knowledge, right? But the idea is Andrew's mentioned next, and Andrew is always mentioned as someone who is bringing people to Jesus. And that's what I would say to you is, um, I'm probably getting ahead of myself here, but in this message you can come away with several different things today. But, But an important thing is for you to find your role as a disciple, as a follower of Jesus. You need to identify what your role is in the church. What does God have for you? Sometimes it's not being in front of people. Sometimes it's bringing people to the front. We can't miss that. He made the list and he was okay with that. He knew that his brother was the leader. He knew that his brother, uh, that hundreds of thousands, the church age would continue because of Peter. Gentiles would be reached. And Andrew knew what his role was his role was let me introduce you to someone. And he was just fine with that. Why do we know he's fine with that? Because every time in those scriptures, it's just mentioned that he brings them to Jesus, and then he just stands back and watches. Every role in the church is important. Whether you're bringing that important person to the Lord, that important person is no more important than you are. So, so, you know, that's a lesson in and of itself. But today I want to focus on Peter. I want to focus on his name change. And, and, and this is just so, it's right there in the text. He says it. I think it's very important. Uh, and I don't want to gloss over that. Do you smell what the rock is what? Cooking. John one forty two. he brought him to Jesus. Peter was Simon Barjona. That was his name prior to meeting Jesus. Let me give you some background. Simon Barjona. Barjona means son of Jonas. Peter was a Jonas brother. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jesus added to his name. So you have Peter was a Jonas brother before the Jonas Brothers were even Jonas Brothers. You know what I'm saying? Simon Barjona is found in the text, and he was the ringleader of them all. Who was the leader of the Jonas Brothers? Was that Chelsea, who was it? I know you, that was your jam back in the day, wasn't it? <laughs> Some of you, it's bad that I've known you for years, uh, but yeah, I mean they were, they were, are they still popular or no? They broke up. I knew Chelsea would know. Tell me. What's going on? <laughs> so Peter slash Nick Jonas uh, was a Jonas brother traveling around in a band. Just kidding. Uh, but when Jesus called him, here's what, I think is, here's what I think is so good. Jesus added to his name. There's going to be so many nuggets today. I was like mind blown when I'm, when I'm studying this text. But he added to his name. Jesus added Cephas or Peter. This means stone or piece of rock. When the writer is looking to refer to the first disciple, Peter or Simon, that was a secular way, they would say Simon. Or a temporal way. This was what pertains to him in a secular sense. I'll prove it. Mark one twenty nine. stay with me, this is so so crazy, right? Remember our text, Luke chapter 6 says, when Jesus is naming his, his disciples, he spent all night praying and he came out of the gate and he says, Simon, and Luke, historically accurate, Luke was very detailed in his description and, and his importance of the way he phrased this, Luke says to be faithful, who he also named Peter, So so let's see what the other Gospels say. Mark 1.29, when he was talking about Peter's house, it was Simon's house. Uh, Simon Peter was married. Why? Because Mark also refers to Simon's mother-in-law. Or Simon's fishing business. It also says Simon's natural man. Luke 5.5, when talking about Peter's unbelief, in Luke 5.5, 5, it says, And Simon, answering, said unto him, Master, we have toiled all night. We have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. When it came to Simon, or Peter's unbelief, what name was used by the disciples? Simon. Happenstance? Yes or no? I don't think it was a coincidence. When referring to his unbelief, what about when referring to him believing or his faith? Luke 5.8, just a few verses later, when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. When it came to his spiritual sense, when he decided to trust God and have faith, it was then Simon Peter. His belief was shown Luke 22.31, when Satan was attacking his natural man, listen to what Jesus said. And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan hath desired to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. When it comes to you and Satan's attacks against you, know that he is attacking the old man. He is attacking the flesh. He is attacking who you were before Jesus found you before Jesus gave you a new name. That's why you can't just gloss over the text and say, Simon, whom Jesus called Peter. And when Jesus said to him, Simon, Simon, Satan hath desired to have you. See, we can can sing, I am who you say I am. I wanted to do that one again this morning. We may end up doing it, who knows. Go get the band members, just kidding. I am chosen, not forsaken. I am who you say I am. When we're saying those things, we're claiming our new life. But when Satan comes, he wants to know Matt. He wants to know, he wants to see me. He wants to find me in my fallen state. Mark 14, 37-38, have I convinced you yet? That in the Gospels, when referring to Peter before Peter was Peter, a disciple they would say, Simon. Watch this. Simon, 14, 37-38 in the book of Mark. And he cometh and findeth them sleeping, and saith unto Peter, Simon, sleepest thou? By this time, when Jesus goes and tells his disciples, stay here and pray, While I'm praying for this cup to pass from me, while I'm figuring out where I stand in this whole thing, knowing because of the prophecy that Jesus had His face set like a flint toward Jerusalem, He was headed to the cross. He was going regardless, right? But in His humanity, Jesus struggled with that, and He asked His disciples to pray. And when Jesus walks back up on them, think about it. The Bible says, (laughs) "...and He come finding them asleep, saith unto Peter." Once again, showing his leadership. Who's he going to call out first? Peter, the leader, right? But what does he say to him? This is kind of funny. Uh, he says, uh, I'm looking at my notes, there it is. Simon, sleepest thou? Couldest thou not watch one hour? Watch ye and pray, lest ye, be, uh, lest ye enter into temptation. The spirit truly is ready, but the flesh is weak. Listen, church, by this point, I'm thinking that Peter... Based on his character, based on his personality, Simon was like his mother calling him by his full name. Do you understand what I'm saying? When I knew I was in trouble, what did my mother say? Matthew David! My middle name was not included in any of our conversation unless I was what? In trouble. When I heard Matthew David or Matthew David Robinson, Oh Lord. <laughs> Lord Jesus, help me. Please come quickly. At the midnight cry, we'll be going home. Hold on, Mom. Jesus is coming back. I promise. Before, I go, before you get that paddle out, Jesus is going to come back. I can feel it. I know you ain't going to feel this. Matthew, David. I knew by the name that she used. So Jesus coming down, entering, finding them asleep, says, you couldn't pray one hour, Simon? I could just sense the flare up in Peter. Don't call me by that. You gave me a new name, Jesus. You gave me a new name. Why would you call me Simon? Because you're weak. You're letting the flesh take over in your life. I could sense Peter saying, just call me Peter. And when Peter, introducing himself as the the leading role and the star of the twelve disciples, hi, I'm Peter. We'll see if he's Peter or Simon today. (laughs) Andrew, his brother, from back in the crowd, right? We'll see what name Jesus calls you. <laughs> you get the sense? Like it's, sometimes we read the Bible and we miss those little things. But that's a huge thing. Don't take that for granted. John's relationship with Peter. How did John refer to? See, John and Peter were in the inner circle. Look at what John brought to us by way of scripture. Though that, the one that was close, the one that would listen to the heartbeat of Jesus. So close, so intimate. Peter or John referred to Peter as Simon Peter some 15 times in the book of John. Why would that be? Because he saw both sides of Peter consistently. So he simply put both names together. In fact, Simon Peter is what Peter calls himself in his in the address of his second epistle. Simon Peter, a bondservant, and the apostle of Jesus Christ. In effect, he took Jesus' nickname. Watch this, but made it his surname. This is where it gets, gets really interesting. Acts 10.32 Send therefore to Joppa and call hither Simon, follow me, don't, don't, don't let me lose you here, whose surname is Peter. He is lodged in a house of one Simon the Tanner by the seaside, who when he cometh shall speak unto he, shall speak unto thee. You are who you are, but you don't have to be who you've always been. You are who you are, but you don't have to be who you've always been. Why did Simon keep his name, but change his surname to Peter? In the book of Acts, think about it. He went on to do huge, incredible things. As Simon, he denied Jesus three times. But as Peter, when we find him in the book of Acts humbling himself, and we'll get there, he changed his name, his surname. That's another way of saying my first name. How you know me, you're going to know me as The Rock. That's what Peter means. The Rock. When I say The Rock, what do you think of? That dude is... Come on. I think of Maui. Right? My son. My, we we're trying to teach my daughter... Intermission. We're trying to teach my daughter to be giving and to take care of her brother and sister. And uh, so she goes in and she has a certain amount of money that she spends and she manages that. So she decides to spend some of her money on her brother and sister. Good, great. Of course, she's going to go right to what Ross will love and it was Maui's hook, right? Anybody watch Moana? Come on now. Moana, make way. So (laughs) Ross gets this hook and he... Maui, he adds a D on everything. We don't really know why. We don't know what that stands. Maui D, and he smacks the hook on the ground and it lights up. Maui D. So he he takes it to bed with him, and I'll say, "All right, good night, love you guys." He raises his hook, lights it up. Maui D, and lowers it. <laughs> Ross is—he's a trip. He's funny, but he's this like little low raspy voice. But when if you say some, what do you think about when you think about The Rock? Ross would say Dwayne Johnson. No, I'm kidding. But. Uh, we think about that, that sign of strength, The Rock. How many grew up watching the WWF and the WCW and the NWO, the New World? dum 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 No, just kidding. But, you know, I was raised on that stuff, right, when my mom wasn't watching, you know? <laughs> what are you doing? Nothing. Watching wrestling? <laughs> but we think about The Rock. He personifies strength. He personifies physical fitness, Right? But when you find Peter in the flesh, he didn't want to be known by the rock. When you find Peter denying Jesus, he was what? I'm not with them. I'm Simon of Barjona. I'm a Jonas brother, son. Uh, I don't hang out with those 12. But let's give him a little bit of credit because all the other disciples, stay with me, I'm going somewhere, had already fled. He was at least there He was at least in the place where he could see Jesus going to trial. But then when pressured, he fell to his former name. But when he came out as a disciple, when he came out as an apostle, when he came out as someone who had concrete, rock, solid faith, he changed his surname and he said, I'm the Rock. I'm Peter. How did that even happen? Here's here's how we find out. We find out from his book, First and Second Peter. How many have ever read Peter's books in the New Testament? I encourage you to do that. But think about the context of what I just talked about. Think about his name. Think about the challenge between being Simon. It's almost like this Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, right? This Hulk situation. How many watched Infinity War? Come on. I couldn't handle the ending, but I know it's going to get better. Uh, but... But you know the Hulk was constantly, "Come on, Hulk, come on!" It turns like half green and then it goes away. That's kind of what we're talking about here. How did Peter finally say, "I am Peter"? How did he finally say in the Book of Acts, "Let's do this thing"? And then the Holy Spirit falls and Pentecost happens. I'm, I'm trying to get some Pentecost. You know what I'm saying, Rich? I, I want some of that. Lord, send the old time power. That's what I want. You know what I mean? I want to claim who I am in Jesus. But he didn't always claim it. He had his struggles. So that's what I want to focus on today. How do, I, how do I get you to that point where you are who Jesus says who you are? How many of you, being honest and transparent, you struggle with that? Let me give you a few thoughts here. Why two names? Why Simon Peter? Because when we land in First and 2 Peter... When we land there in that text, Peter himself says, I'm Simon Peter. I'm both who I was and who I am today. Number one, Jesus doesn't want you to forget who you are. I'm just going to breeze through this because the important thing lies in the text in First and 2 Peter. Jesus doesn't want you to forget who you are. You were designed for a purpose. Peter was a natural born leader. Natural born leader. His brother Andrew was not. Did that make Andrew any less of a person? Yes or no? But Jesus used Peter as an example to to explain something to us. He wants you to keep your old name for the very reason that you were designed for a purpose. What were you designed for? When you say your name, I'm Matt, and you look in the mirror, what does that mean to you? Are you a servant? Are you a leader? Are you a helper? Are you an organizer? Are you an administrator? What are you? You see, before you were even here, he formed you in your mother's belly. Jesus knew you. That's why I'm pro-life. That's why I believe in, in the idea that you mean something to God because God loves you. And he cares for you. So why keep Simon? Why not just say, I'm Peter? Because God made Simon. In your faults, Romans 5, 8, but God committed his love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, he loves who you are. Don't just shed that. Don't just become something you're not. Let God change you into who he wants you to be. And when God changes you into who he wants you to be, he wants you to keep your first name. Because he loves you. And because he designed you that way. Why, why would God have an army full of robots? We're all the same. My name is Jesus. I am Jesus-like. No. You're Simon, Peter. What's the second thing? Why two names? Because Jesus doesn't want you to forget who you are. Number two, Jesus doesn't want you to forget who you are. What? Typo? No, not really. Jesus doesn't want you to forget who you are personality-wise. Jesus also doesn't want you to forget that you're a sinner. Why keep Simon? Because that keeps me humble. When I say I'm Matt, I realize, Steve, that I'm Matt. That's a problem. Jesus loves you. That's why he wants you to keep your first name, and he loves who you are. Jesus also wants you to not forget who you are. So... You keep the first name for those very two reasons. Understand who you are. I think a big problem nowadays is that people just forget who they are. People, people forget that they're sinners. People forget that they're rotten sons of guns without Jesus. How many know you got a sin nature in there? You can't change your name altogether. He'll give you a new name, but you still are who you are in Him. Number three, Jesus wants to see the benefit of the name he has for you. Why two names? Jesus doesn't want you to forget who you are. Why two names? Because Jesus doesn't want you to forget who you are. Why two names? Because Jesus wants you to see the benefit of the name he has for you. Here's where we transition. Humility is choosing his name over your own. Peter said in Acts, when he began his ministry, his surname his first name would become Peter. That took humility in choosing his name. His name, watch this, will lead you to the path he has for you. You know, they say that you're a sum total of who you hang around, what you watch and what you read. Those things lead you to the place where either the devil wants you or where God wants you. And when Jesus called us he equipped us with a name. And that name would be the path that he would have for us. What name is that? If Jesus is the chief cornerstone and Peter was a small stone, then what Jesus is saying is you are now of me. Listen, church, don't miss this. You are of my material. They that be in Christ are new what? Creatures. They're new Turn to your neighbor and say creature. That wasn't weird at all, was it? Colossians 3.17. Don't go there, I'll just read it to you. And whatsoever ye do in word or in deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. You see, he did give you a new name. I mean, we sing that old hymn, there's a new name written down in glory. What is that name when it's written down? It's the name of Jesus. Had it not been for the blood of Christ, the Father would only see your first name. He would only see, if it hadn't been for Jesus' name, that at that name, every knee shall bow, every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Had it not been for Jesus, he will only see Frank. Frank. He would only see Jim. It would only be you and your first name. And that first name was designed by God, but wrecked by you. Wrecked by sin. Wrecked by the challenges of this world. And he said, I'm going to give you a new name. And that name is the name of Jesus. And whatsoever ye do in word or in deed, that means whatever you say and whatever you do. That's everything. Do it in his name. I got a new name. Do you smell what the rock is cooking. Jesus was a master chef. He said, I'm the chief cornerstone. You're a rock. You're a pebble. What is that saying? You're of me. You're of my material. I'm going to give you a new name that you can conquer anything. You can take the name of Satan and you can push that name in the ground. His head will be bruised and so will his heel. We don't conquer in our own name. We conquer in the name of Jesus. So now I'm Matt and Jesus. I could say I'm Matt Peter. Hi, I'm Matt Peter. My surname is Peter. <laughs> I'm a rock. Because of me? Colossians says no because of Jesus. Let's hear it from the words of Peter. These three texts and then we'll, we'll go home and eat. Or to the restaurant, whatever. You don't have to go home. 1 Peter 3, 5 through 7. Take your Bibles and go to 1 Peter 3, 5 through 7. I want you to see this. Think about the context of Peter and his name change, Jesus giving him a new name. Peter was a business owner. Simon of Barjona owned a business. Simon of Barjona was good at making money. Simon of Barjona was a leader. Simon of Barjona called the shots and the others followed him. When Jesus took a little while to get back to them, where did he go? I go uh, fishing. I'm going back to Simon of Barjona and others followed. Remember that? But let's see who Peter ended up being. When we take the name of Jesus, when we become who he says we should be, things happen. Look at First look at Peter 5-7. through Humility is light and pride is heavy. Likewise, be, likewise ye younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. Remember, this is Peter saying this. This is Peter. The, the loudmouth, The first leader of the disciples. The one who lopped off the ear in the garden, right? Don't take Jesus. He was always inserting himself. Simon of Barjona. But what does Peter say? Likewise, ye younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. Ye, all of you, be subject one to another, and be clothed with humility, for God resisteth the proud, and giveth grace to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God. What does it say? That He may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon Him, for He careth for you. Does that sound like Simon of Barjona? Or does that sound like Peter the Rock? Here's my statement for you church. I only have 3 of them. Humility is light and pride is heavy. Humility is light and pride is heavy. Casting all your care upon him for he careth for you. When you take the name of Jesus, you you have to take it in humility humility. Peter didn't forget who he was. Why? Because he was still a leader of the disciples. His role in Christ didn't change because of who he was. That's how God made him. But when he did it correctly, he did it in humility. And that's how the name of Jesus was honored and glorified. I'll ask you this. Do you want to just be known and do you just want to be who you've always been? I am my mother's child. My parents struggle with addiction, and so will I. My parents' marriage ended in divorce, and so will mine. Generational sin. Your name, your given name, who you are, is full of generational sin and full of heartache And full of disappointment. But at the name of Jesus. Do you understand the difference? As Christians, who are you today? If we go to the gospel, we would see when it's Simon, he's weak. When he's Peter, he's strong in his faith. Peter himself said, humility is the key. Let that sink in. Are you who you've always been? Are you here just putting on a front? Yeah, I'm a Christian. But is that your real name? Are you rock solid in your faith? Are you Nick Rock? (laughs) Where's a Chris in here? Just kidding. (laughs) Are you Joe Rock? Here's how we know go ask your boss. That's what Peter's saying. Have you submitted yourself one to another? Oh, that was tough. Oh, man. The Bible says, love your enemies. Oh, man. Nope. I'm just mad today. When the rubber meets the road, have you really taken the name of Jesus? Are you truly Christ-like? When Jesus called the twelve, he said, I named that guy Peter. I, I gave you a new name, but you haven't taken it yet. Do you understand what I'm saying? The second thing, 1 Peter 4, 8-11 says this, And above all, have fervent charity among yourselves, for charity shall cover the multitude of sins. Use hospitality one to another without grudging. As every man hath received the gift... Even so, minister the same one to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. If any man speak, let him speak, watch this, as the oracles were the names of God. If if any man minister, let him do as of the ability which God giveth. That God in all things may be glorified through Jesus Christ. To whom be praise and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Peter says that the first thing, humility is light and pride is heavy. We have to humble ourselves if we're going to take the name of Jesus. And the second thing is love is our responsibility. Peter says, fervent charity among you, for charity covereth the multitude of sins. How's your loving going? How's that happening? Have you saw someone in need? And you didn't want to meet that need? That's the old guy. That's not the new guy. We see kindness in Peter that we would not have seen in Simon. Church, I just want to ask you. Have you accepted the responsibility of love in the name of Jesus? Peter said it right here. Fervent charity among yourselves. We all want the benefits of the name. I'm going to heaven. Man, I sang Midnight Cry, and you guys were like, hanging from the ceiling. Whoa, yeah, Jesus is coming back. Break into that chorus. If we would have put a key change in there, you guys would have been done, <laughs> like running around. Somebody would have been in the, Steve would have been in the baptistry. Whoa, I'm so excited. Midnight Cry, Jesus is coming back. We want the benefits. Do you know who my daddy is? Think about the entitled child that's been given everything. The only thing he's got is his last name. I am who I say I am. My daddy owns you. Think about that. We've all known people like that, right? Entitled. But that's every Christian that is not humble and loving those around them. We have to start looking at it this way, practically. It, it's, not about, it's not about your emotion, Or the fact that, man, I I just, God saved me and he did all these wonderful, incredible, amazing things for me. That's great. But has that played into you taking his name? Oh, we take his name. Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. We take it in vain. Right? Have you taken it to heart? When Peter said, I'm Peter, he laid down. Simon in such a way that others could see the bible says grace have you changed it all has the new name meant anything to you the last thing is this first peter 5 in his own words 8 through 11 be sober be vigilant because your adversary the devil as a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour Whom resist steadfast in the faith? Remember, every time Simon was tempted, he was Simon. But every time he had victory in his sin, he was what? Peter. Steadfast in the faith, the only way that you'll beat what the devil has coming at you is if you do it in the name of Jesus. In the faith. Knowing that The same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. But the God of all grace, who hath called us unto the eternal glory by Christ Jesus. After that, ye suffered a while. Make you perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. To Him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. What does this mean? It means that the new name is a title deed to our victory. The new name, the name of Jesus, is the title deed to your victory. I think I'm saying something that you already know. But without the name of Jesus, if you die in your old name, what happens? You don't make it. You die in your sin. And if you die in your sin, the Bible says that you pay the price for your sin, which is death and hell for forever. But if you accept the name of Jesus, you're accepting life eternal. You're accepting the title deed of what that name means. Here's my goal today. Are you your name and Jesus? Are you who you are? Paul used this terminology, in Christ. When Paul said, I'm an ambassador in bonds, He said, The love of Christ is what constrains me. I'm in Christ. We have to take this name seriously. We have to accept it with the responsibility of love and with the humility that it calls for. How many know what I'm saying is a challenge? Yeah. But it works. How do I know it works? The Word of God. That's way more important than what I'm saying. I make mistakes every day of my life. I'm still Matt, and he was still Simon. But watch this. Let it be known that my surname is The Rock. This rock is Jesus. Yes, He's the one. This rock is Jesus. The only one. Be very sure, be very sure, your anchor holds and grips the solid rock. Every head bowed, every eye closed. It's easy to get somebody to accept the name of Jesus to be saved. Yeah, I'll take that name, because I'm getting heaven, huh? What about taking the name with the responsibility of humility and love? Peter said, if if you're going to do this thing, if you're going to take his name, humble yourself in the sight of the Lord and he will lift you up. If you're going to take his name, then you have a responsibility of showing love to those that are around you. Humility and love. When Jesus chose his disciples, he said, He said, Ah, there's Simon, who I've named Peter. Let me ask you this question, church. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Nobody looking around. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Close your eyes. Every head bowed. If you're sitting here today and you say, I have never trusted the name of Jesus. I've never put my faith and trust in him as my personal Lord and Savior. And I want you to pray for me, Pastor Matt. Because I don't know if I died, I'd even go to heaven. Here's my hand. Pray for me, Pastor Matt. I don't know if I died right now, I'd go to heaven. I've never put my faith and trust in the name of Jesus. By your testimony, you're all saved. So let me ask this. How many want to get serious about the name you took? It's kind of like in a marriage, right? I ain't changing my name. What? Aren't you, aren't you, like, excited to take my name? <coughs> Sweetheart, why not? Are you ashamed of who I am? I just like who I was better. I don't like the sound of your name. <laughs> we would think that's maybe a little odd. Because you look forward to that, to that day where you become one person, one flesh, and you take His name. And together you build a family Oh, but that happens by humbling your name, by saying, I'm under you, Jesus. I'm going to love the way you loved. I want to have the passion that you had. Who's here today? And you said, man, I've just never really accepted his name. I've never thought of it that way, but I want to. Here's my hand, Pastor Matt. I want to take his name. I want to live the name of Jesus. I want to love with the name of Jesus. I want to be humble to that name. If that's you, raise your hand. Just raise it to God. You're not raising it to me. Show him. Yeah, there you go. Show him, say, God, I want your name. Your name's more important than mine. Man. Now, it's the power of prayer that makes concrete that decision. Church, I want to ask you, will you pray with me this morning? Only at that name will you have victory over that sin that you're struggling with. Listen, the addiction to pornography is real in this world. The addiction to adultery. The addiction to drugs and to alcohol. The addiction to your hatred. The addiction to your all of the problems that you could just sum up in that word sin. That's your old name. And the only way that we can move forward is by humbling ourselves under the new name. How many want to do that this morning? Boom. Here's my hand. Okay, then let's pray together. Let me ask you to do this. Can you come down to the altar? You're asking me to move? Yeah, yeah, I think we should move. Let's move today. Can you come down to the altar and pray with me? I want to pray with you as a church. Come on, come on. Who are you? Does your faith move this morning? Yeah, let's pray together. It's okay, come on. Come on. If you're not comfortable, it's okay. But if you want to take the name of Jesus, come on. Say, I want to take his name, but I'm going to make it literal this morning and I'm going to pray that he helps me and in his name I have power to do this thing. I love the way these kids moved. Come on. It's okay. Next best thing. Turn and make an altar in your seat. Turn and make an altar in your seat if you can. I can turn and make an altar. I can get on my knees right here and pray before God. Make an altar right there. Perfect. I love it. Say, Jesus, I'm serious about your name. I'm serious about loving you. Come on. I'm humbling who I am today at the foot of the cross and I'm taking who you are